Hospitality Meets is brought to you by Rotacloud, the staff scheduling app for hospitality teams. Rotacloud lets you create and share rotas, record attendance, and manage your team's annual leave, all in less time than it takes to make a brew. It can also make life easier for your staff, allowing them to check their rotas, request holiday, and even pick up extra shifts, all through the Rotacloud mobile app. Start your 30-day free trial today by visiting rotacloud.com forward slash fill and find out how much easier managing your team can be. Welcome to Hospitality Meets with me, Phil Street, where each week we take a light-hearted look into the stories and individuals that make up the wonderful world of hospitality. Today's guest is Chelsea Lacey, front of house receptionist at Penny Hill Park and AICR Receptionist of the Year. Coming up on today's show... Chelsea reveals she lives in a make-believe world... And I was having to use my invisible laptop. Phil explains where he likes to live to love his life... Uh, away from all the riffraff. And brace yourself as Chelsea sets us up for one of her stories. You can never be prepared for, for this. All that and so much more as Chelsea chats us through her story so far, as well as giving us some fantastic insight into what it takes to win the AICR Receptionist of the Year. As always, if you're enjoying the show, please don't forget to give us a subscribe, a like and a share across your favourite social channels. Enjoy! And a huge hospitality meets welcome to AICR Receptionist of the Year, Chelsea Lacey. Hi. <laughs> how, how are you? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Yourself? Yes, very good indeed. We're, we're recording this at four o'clock on a Friday afternoon. So not that that's really a normal kind of end of day or week shift for people in your kind of role. But uh, for me, uh, yeah, I, the, the end is very, very close. Yeah, I can imagine. This is... Um sort of typical we don't really get weekends we get midweek weekends so this is either a very good end or a very good start to a to a work week for me <laughs> yeah but you know the, the that midweek weekend mm-hmm. it can be really useful as well though like especially if you're like going out shopping and or yeah. trying to get reservations at restaurants and stuff like that maybe not in December but the rest <laughs> of the year yeah I especially find it useful getting like the basics like my nails done your hair done yeah I find that too yeah yeah, yeah I can see you've got a great hairdo going on at the moment Christmas Christmas style <laughs> <laughs> but it's so much it's so useful people I think people tend to have like a stipulation if you will against the non nine to five work shift yeah I just feel like it works so well for me like especially with Christmas go shopping on a Wednesday no one's there yeah they're all at work but yeah so yeah just nobody, works for, for people really yeah and no, nobody talks about that as mm-hmm. being actually potentially a cheeky little benefit because yeah. you know you get to do all your stuff when everybody else is mentally busy with their stuff yeah a hundred percent and like like I said you can go get your nails done on a Tuesday afternoon because you've got the day off and you're first in and out within an hour and you're, you're set to go for the rest of the day rather than sat waiting on a Friday or a Saturday afternoon for what feels like hours just waiting to get them done so yeah it, it does have its definite perks I feel but yeah. I think it is definitely depends on the person because some people definitely prefer the nine to five sort of set schedule of you know I've got these days working the weekend off and working nine to five whereas with us it's very shift work um, you could be working in the morning, you could be working in the evening, but then that also works because if you have something going on like a friend's birthday or something, you can just ask for an early shift and yeah. then the day off after and you're you're good to go. Like you can really work your your week around what you have going on in yeah. in, in a sense, really. 
Why would you need the, the day off the the day after uh, somebody's party? Oh, I, I don't know, to be <laughs> honest. Just a bit of, you know, relax, um, just right. sort of reflect they want on to do something evening. else. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah, definitely yeah. not sort of recovery at all. No, 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 no. no, no. no, no, no. Especially no, no, Christmas no, no. time. It's, it's more reflecting on, on how the evening went, really. That's right. It's yeah. personal experience anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what I find as well now, nowadays, because I, I don't do generally any shopping across the weekend at all because no. it's just bedlam. Yeah. And that, that goes to goes for food shopping as well. And now if I feel like I have forgotten something and I don't learn that until Saturday morning and I need this thing to get through the weekend, it's like going into a horror movie in the local supermarket just to get whatever it is that you need. I know. <laughs> I'm so used to like going, if I need to do like a food shop or something, I'm so used to there not being very many people around because it's normally sort of mid-afternoon on a like a Wednesday or Thursday mm. and then when I actually go in I just just become overwhelmed with the amount of people that are actually there and I forget oh these places actually get busy on a weekend yeah and you sort of get like overwhelmed with how many people are actually there and you're like fighting off some lady for the carrots or something you're like this is crazy <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing I just wait until Monday yeah did you ever think you'd come on a podcast and use the phrase fighting off a lady for carrots do you know what? It was on my bucket list. So we'll, there we'll we are. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> no, never. Uh, I don't the, need to be a podcast. But we're already we're already flying the flag for hospitality here by by talking about actually maybe something that people haven't thought about, which is the fact that your your midweek weekend can be an absolutely glorious thing. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think it people tend to have like a negative thought on it when really it can be so much better than what you think. Hmm. Like my social life isn't held back because I work rated work or rated shifts. Yeah. I can really sort of, if I just let my manager know, oh, by the way, I just need this day on an early or I'd need this Friday off and the next day a late shift. Like 99% of the time you're, you're going to get it. It's just yeah. very, very rare. It's mainly towards like the holidays. But again, even that, I, so this year I'm working Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and Boxing Day. But I quite enjoy it, actually. I quite yeah. like the Christmas season in the sense of all guests are very lovely. Everyone, very wonderful. But all during the time. Christmas, all the time, all yeah. the time, every yeah. day, every minute. Yeah. Um, but during Christmas time, there tends to be more of a festive happiness going around. Yeah. Um, and it's quite nice to have that slight break <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> I, I completely agree with you I, I, when I back in back in the day when I used to work on cruise ships and we were I, I was pretty much on Christmas every single year uh, that I worked yeah. uh, on ships but I never wanted to take myself off it because you're right there I don't know there's like a, this extra 20 percent 30 percent of mm -hmm. joy that's just yeah. around so you know even when somebody is complaining about their overcooked broccoli complaining in it, about it in a, a nice way yeah yeah, yeah. there's like a they're, they're complaining but there's like a positive aspect to it it's not like a like a I'm complaining yeah. sort of but yeah and it's also you know you work it's the team as well so you work with your team all the time like I probably see 
the my my team more than I actually see my family you know yeah and when you spend special days like Christmas New Year's Halloween like all of those days together you sort of become really close um and it's sort of like you're spending Christmas with your work family and then you go back home to your family family so it's not really much of a much of a difference really no but did yeah yeah, so and in some instances, fun. it's nicer to spend time with your work family. I have to say, not yeah. in my family. I love all of you dearly. <laughs> I'm sure you're the same. <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, we're, we're not even kind of really got into this yet, but we're already solving problems. We're already um, highlighting some of the, the, the good stuff that, that happens in, in the industry. But yeah, I mean, I mentioned at the top of the show that you're this year's AICR receptionist of the year, and we are absolutely going to get into that. But what I wanted to do before we do that is kind of go all the way back to the beginning, really, and uh, and tell us about your journey to this point and how did you end up here? So the question usually is centered around how did you just how did you get into hospitality in the first place? It's a very great question. So, um, sometimes it happens. By the yeah, way, it just happens. It just yeah. happens. I I never really had a plan from the start. I never was one of those people that was, you know, when they were when they were young. Oh, I'm I'm going to be, you know, a pilot or whatever, and they stuck to it, and that's what they studied. You know, at the start, I wanted to be a veterinarian. That clearly didn't pan out. Clearly, well, um, never say never. <laughs> never say never um but yeah so I finished my GCSEs I went to college for three months really didn't like it so I ended up leaving and I went into full-time work um because I'm just not a very academic person learning wise I'm more of a hands-on learning so I went straight to full-time work when I was 17 um and I started off in a kid's toy store okay that's that's the beginning of the journey here really so I did a kids toy store then I, I've had so many jobs through the years uh kids toy store I worked um shoe sales for kids so I used to sell them like their school school shoes right um that was in the back of a travel agent's so that was of interesting. course <laughs> of course where else would you find it I mean those two things just go <laughs> hand in hand don't they yeah, but yeah, so you're buying your kids shoes and then you're booking a holiday at the same time. So it sort of works out really. I, I mean, actually, <laughs> yeah, you're saving some time. Exactly, well. exactly. Yeah. Um, so I went and did that and then I went to, what did I go to then? I went and worked at a Pizza Express. That was very fun. Um, so I worked there for a couple of years, worked my way up to management, and then I moved over to Starbucks. So I was an assistant manager there. And then during that was sort of during the COVID period. So we went the, into furlough. The COVID period. The COVID period. Yeah. We try not to talk about that too much. <laughs> no. Well, do you know what? The, um, it's what everybody calls it now, though. That is the, yeah. I think, probably even the official term. But uh, yeah. so does that mean then at some point down the line, we're going to have COVID period dramas? Like we have I period so. dramas. So well, I've I've already seen so many TV shows. Like all of the medical dramas that I watch, they've already done like a COVID episode in it, and I'm like, has it really been that long? Yeah, God. yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah. has it really been that long since it all happened? It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I was thinking the other day actually, like during the whole when it was happening, I was like. 
me and my partner, we were talking to each other and he was like, do you think they're going to be teaching this in schools in like the as years to come? Of history. Yeah, as part of history. Yeah. Be the COVID period, which is crazy if it does happen. That's kind yeah. of scary, but no, you know, we live through it. It's mad, isn't it? It's mad. I know. They, they, yeah. But anyway, we, they, it's, been, it's been so overdone this COVID <laughs> mm-hmm. thing. Now, let's uh, yeah, let's. So that was during the COVID on. period. <laughs> that was during um, the COVID period with Starbucks. Um, with Starbucks, and I ended up just leaving. So um, I went, tried to do. I did online college for a bit for business, and then essentially what happened is they went back to online teaching, and I just didn't gel with that so I ended up leaving again so I went and worked in a pub right so that that speaks to what you were saying earlier on around the fact from an academic perspective in terms of the way that you learn that kind of sit down in front of the computer classroom type thing is this just doesn't get the best out of you yeah it just doesn't really work with me you know I've tried it I've been to I've been to I've tried college three times each time not completing it so I think I think that third one, it was, uh, yeah, no, we we definitely work better hands-on sort of learning on the job sort of style. So that's sort of where we're going from now. So yeah, yeah I did that, that college course, then went to work at a pub, which absolutely loved. Best job, hands down, obviously, apart from the one I'm currently in, obviously. has overtaken it, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time, it was the best job. What, what um, made it good? What What was, what were the good points? It was just so much fun. It was just so much fun. You know, all the team were really close, obviously, because we were working. It was a pub that turned into a sort of a nightclub, if you will, at night. Right. So we had like a dance floor. We had a DJ, everything, the whole shebang, light up dance floor, all of that. So so we were working from about, I'd say, three, three till five until four in the morning. So... Yeah, you sort of all get you get really close with the people that you work with when you're getting into early hours and you're you don't really get a break because the bar's about five people deep yeah. and you're having to like push through it and you're taking turns sneaking out the back, downing a monster and getting back to it. So you sort of bond over that. So it was just so much fun. And we used to do like themed nights. We had like a Hawaiian night, every Halloween, all the team dressed up. So, yeah, it was just, it had a lot of very fun elements to it. Yeah, I mean, you see uh, an interesting side of life when people have got a drink in them, don't you? That's the the, mm-hmm. the bottom line. Yes. Highly entertaining. It was highly entertaining. And I think throughout throughout my time at the pub, I think, yeah, you just sort of see a new side to people. I think I was proposed to about three times. Um <laughs> I had one gentleman ask me, he said that he would pay three months of my wages to move up to London with him. So it. you really sort of get a whole new perspective of what people are like. And you, you know, you get the really nice people, you get the people crying in the corner and you're having to console them. But yeah, it, it's just a whole, whole other side of hospitality that's just a lot of fun, in my opinion. It doesn't work for everyone, but it was a lot of fun for me. Yeah, totally. But it, you know, it, it, the the guest experience in whatever form that comes is all about what just what people need in that moment, right? So it's yeah. um, if one of the things that they love to do is to go out on a Friday night and get battered, mm-hmm. and you know, it, surrounded by other people who want to do the same, then you know, let them. Um, yeah, we're, as long we're as they're just not providing. causing any harm. 
which yeah. does does happen from time to time. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll skip over that part yeah. of, the, <laughs> of the job. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're we're just technically we're just the ones providing providing the entertainment for them, the the drink for them to have. Yeah, and um, drunk people when you're sober is one of the most entertaining things that can ever happen. I, oh, it's very fun. <laughs> I always remember uh, one of my first ever jobs as a, as a bartender. I was working in a caravan park and f- for whatever reason, they saw something in me and they, they gave me, uh, after three months, the running of the owner's bar, which is where all the owners go for the, who own caravans and lodges and things. Yeah. So it's like a, pri- a little private members club for them, basically, mm-hmm. uh, away from all the riffraff. <laughs> Somehow some riffraff got in one night and I was refusing to serve somebody on the basis that they were just completely gone. Um, And um, this guy took a a swing at me with a Budweiser bottle, but he was so drunk that he was he was easily two meters away from me when he did this. So (laughs) he missed me by a meter and a half. And of course, what happens then is, is that security see this happening and they were straight on top of him and he was ejected from the premises. Never mm-hmm. actually did I feel like I was under threat or anything yeah. like I was actually struggling not to laugh yeah. at the, the situation. Um, but, you know, everybody thinks of Superman, don't they, when they've, they've got a bit of liquor in them? Oh, 100%. I mean, like, remember just working and you'd see these huge, like, six foot something guys who you know thought they owned everything and at the end of the night you could you could just blow on them and uh yeah. they they topple over yeah, um their pants are coming out their jeans and <laughs> yeah. that sort of yes but that's that's a trend in some places so so um, yeah so that was very fun working yeah. at the pub and then i decided to give admin a go i was determined to try and see what the nine to five life was like so I did admin for a company for about five months and then I realized that the nine to five life doesn't quite suit me right (laughs) um so that's how I then ended up at Penny Hill right okay what was it about the the nine to five that wasn't lighting your fire I don't know I just I think I'm the opposite of I just don't really enjoy that set schedule of you know nine to five nine to five nine to five nine to five weekend off right um it just sort of doesn't mold well with me i i quite like having the change and i think i'd been in rotated i've been doing rotated work for so long at that point that it was sort of just normal for me to have a random sort of 11 11 start shift or finishing at 4 a.m so it it sort of was just very, it felt alien to me, finishing right. at five. Yeah, <laughs> or well, sitting in all the traffic as well. That was the main point. Right. Yeah. So there we are. We've hit the, we found the real reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I I think that's that. This is I suppose part of the journey, isn't it? To to kind mm-hmm. of you have to sometimes dip your toe into stuff to figure out mm-hmm. what's wrong as much as what is right. Yeah. How did how did Penny Hill come about then? Because you know Penny Hill is is a, a wonderful bastion of luxury. I have yeah. been lucky enough to be there and experience it. Uh, thank oh, you, yeah. thank you, Rachel. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so how did you how did that all kind of materialize? Um, so when I was looking at looking to leave my admin job, I knew I definitely at that point I was definitely set on hospitality. 
um I wasn't doing the corporate world so I was like it has to be hospitality this is where I'm meant to be um and I thought you know I've done restaurants I've done pubs I've I've done all of that sort of side of it maybe hotels I'll give hotel a try I haven't done that yet let's see how it goes it's just another side of hospitality that I haven't had the experience of yeah so I was working on Indeed I was having a look through all the local ones and Penny Hill popped up so it wasn't actually a receptionist role that I originally applied for it was guest relations so I applied for that um I went into the interview and uh yeah journey starts from there at Penny Hill and I got the job the rest is history rest is history yeah 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 but this is what I love and also I mean god you couldn't have picked a really a better start for your hotel experience um than that Um, I wasn't I wasn't even too sure I was gonna get the opportunity you know I was thinking in my head I was thinking it's a five-star luxury hotel like I'd done my research on it and I was like on my CV it's just pub restaurant at a petrol station <laughs> so in my head I was like I don't quite know what 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 to expect like don't forget shoes behind a travel agent shoes in a travel agents exactly yeah. I think that might have been the one that sort of uh, tilted them towards hiring me <laughs> I think there's no question about that yeah <laughs> that, so, that's, what, that's what got you in the door they were like what's that on the cv we need to explore what's this yeah, yeah, yeah that's what they were looking for on the checklist has worked in a shoe store inside travel agents and uh, clearly I ticked the box there yeah so um yeah so but yeah it was um yeah it just started from there really applying for the job and took a risk obviously because not really sure I haven't worked in hotels I haven't worked in that kind of you know five-star luxury either so I didn't really have that that luxury side of the experience mm. but that's the one I will say it's, it's one of the great things about Penny Hill and you know exclusive is they really as long as you have a willing to learn and continue growing they'll they're not too fussed on on your background yeah, I, I was I was going to highlight that as well because yeah. I, I I think it it's testament to them because mm-hmm. the, not all uh, companies do that you know it, and as a recruiter I get to see this firsthand mm. is that you get some companies who are really rigid in the the way that they look for people this is what we've had before so that's what we want again whereas to have the kind of the fortitude that actually what we want is the human we'll mm-hmm. we'll fill in the rest. Yeah. Um, you know, and as long as the willingness is there, as you say, and the desire to keep learning and growing through, and I suppose in the role that you're in as well, spe- that speaks directly to the way that you learn as well, because mm-hmm. you, being on reception, you can't learn other than deal with the stuff that comes up, right? So uh, yeah. nobody can really give you a, a playbook of everything that's ever happened on reception and go, that's what you're going to deal with. Yeah. Um, you know, start, <laughs> start swatting. It'd be a pretty um, big book. <laughs> endless, I think. Endless. <laughs> yeah, I, was, yeah. I mean, I've spoken to people who've been in this industry for their whole life and still, yeah. you know, on the day they retire, something comes up that they've not seen before. So yeah. uh, it's just, it's vast and endless, the the the, the stuff that you, that you have to deal with as, uh, as a receptionist. But I also think it's one of the greatest jobs that exists on the planet when you're, you know, at the beginning of your career because... It just beyond what it can give you to your career, I think it just teaches you about life, really, mm-hmm. and about people and about the all of the kind of stuff that you will probably just have to deal with 
on a day-to-day basis in your own life anyway yeah 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 100% like the like with the people side of it you you learn how to read like one of the most important ones is you learn how to read people and sort of you know obviously everyone will get the same very professional very welcoming sort of person during their stay if you will yeah but you sort of alter that to the person themselves so some people like them more professional more formal sort of good evening sir good evening madam obviously you do that for most people or they like to be called mr smith if you will that's what they prefer even if they're called something else even they call something else they just say mr smith it's just it's just the general (laughs) general name that we go for smith and we'll work out from there (laughs) it's like a uh like just like a guess who (laughs) you just got to figure out what the last name is when you're talking to them (laughs) um and then obviously some people they prefer professional but more relaxed yeah because obviously this might be the first time them being in like a five-star um luxury experience a hotel so they might feel sort of a little bit out of their comfort zone. So you sort of tone yourself down, still being professional, but to make them feel them feel more comfortable in the environment. So you sort of learn how to read people and how you talk to them and sort of what words you use when you talk to them, yeah. as well as you just learn so much, so yeah. much. There's Absolutely. endless things. Like you said, there's, I think I learn about 15 new things every day yeah. about, the job the system what's going on you know it's endless but it's yeah. it's great fun it keeps you on your toes without question yeah and, <laughs> and you um what you said there about like learning to read people as well that like you can mm-hmm. you can tell can't you like when yeah. you can see somebody walking towards you and you can totally tell by their body language and general demeanor whether this is going to be an enjoyable conversation mm-hmm. or whether there's going to be something to deal with here yeah 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 and you sort of uh you uh you brace yourself <laughs> in yeah. certain with certain people and they come up to you you're like okay right oh right yeah oh, okay cool they're coming this way let's talk yeah. to them what's wrong with your face sir <laughs> that would, yeah i've said no one ever in a hospitality business but that's what runs through my head when i'm uh, uh, just because do you know I, the um i i am a great believer and rightly or wrongly and this is probably just my own defense mechanism, but I, I use humor to counter mm-hmm. as much, many as many things as I can. I just think yeah. that laughing and uh, being in that state of mind is just a wonderful place to be. So regardless of, this is how I used to handle stuff. Thankfully, I, I don't really deal with this kind of stuff that much uh, uh, these days, but I'll be running through scenarios in my head that mm-hmm. will be humorous, which oh, yeah. keeps me in a, a light state of mind to be able to actually deal with you know, whoever it is that's on the other side of the um of the desk yeah and you uh yeah there's some people who you can solve things just with being funny but you know from coming from so I started with guest relations first so that was mainly um sort of yeah dealing with complaints or helping people with any issues that they had and like 80% of the time they just want someone to talk to to rant to is yeah. what it is most of the time is the biggest like defense that we can have is just a pen and a piece of paper and just write it all down and just let them like you just need to not take it personal it's the biggest thing I learned from guest relations really in the time that I was there is you mm. just really can't take anything personal they're not having a go at you they're just ranting and 
about their experience. Yeah. Um, as well as, you know, you, at the end of the day, it's not the fact that, like, you do get guests who have bad experiences, but that's, you know, it's no one's fault. It's not the guest's fault. It's a fault on our end, and it's how we fix that. And you sort of learn through people sort of what what you think would would make their stay more better or mm. how you would resolve that. But yeah, it's it's fun. It's um a lot of has been learned and a lot more to to carry on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but it's also it's deeply satisfying, isn't it, when you turn mm-hmm. around a negative situation to a, you know, not even just a positive situation, but a situation whereby at the end of the stay the guest will actually, you know, come and find you before they leave because you've just made that much of a difference to their to their experience. Oh, it's it's so good. It like warms my heart, <laughs> honestly. We ha- I had one guest a couple of months ago and they they had some issues on their last day, so I invited them back um for a complimentary stay with us and I was I made sure that I was on the rotor the entirety of their stay I think they were there for like two nights three days so I was like right I'm gonna be on for the whole thing I'm gonna be there so I was there for the entire stay for them I wrote like a little card for them in the room and this time it was just so much better such a hugely better experience for them um and at the end they obviously like came and thanked me they gave me a hug and then they ended up writing a trip advisor and they were like told me that oh we'll let you know when we want to book next because we'll book through you and you know this is the place to be you've like completely 180 our our opinions of what we thought was penny hill and that's sort of what you want it to be like Mm -hmm. you want to be able to show people what you know penny hill is yeah and being able to give them that whole package of an experience so yeah it does it feels really good when you're able to sort of flip flip the situation into a positive thing for them yeah absolutely and it's uh you know at the end of the day it doesn't really matter how much uh, an organization or or um or individuals seek to be perfect mm-hmm. we can never be perfect right so uh, yeah. there's always going to be circumstances where uh companies even who are at the top of their game will fall short of expectation in some way Mm-hmm. which is fine that happens but it is it's not so much about how that ha- or how and when that happens it's about what you do to to do your best to turn that around um yeah. and that's um i think that you know that's i think as a you know we're all consumers of hospitality as well as being you know in the industry as well and actually when you put yourself in the shoes of these people you actually mm-hmm. a lot of the time when you think well what would i want in a, a situation like this and all I really want is to be know that I'm being heard and to know that somebody's taking it seriously and dealing with it and if those things are happening then I'm a happy guy yeah exactly that's the best way to do it is you just put yourselves in in their shoes and rather than getting defensive about you know this is my hotel like nothing's wrong it's just understanding from their point of view what what they think isn't up to their standards because obviously everyone else everyone coming into the hotel has different standards of what they of what their expectations are of Mm. of what's going to happen throughout their stay but it's you know it's how you resolve it is is really what what keeps them coming and we've got people very loyal to the to the hotel and you know i can understand why yeah it's a (laughs) a wonderful wonderful place 
Is this where I, I've written it down on my notes as uh, the pillowcase guest is? Uh, is that where that story is? Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I've called them. You've probably called them something else, but. <laughs> So um, I'm assuming we're talking about the same thing. So um, we have a lady stay with us, wonderful woman, wonderful lady, so lovely. And um, it was, she stays with us um, for about four months or so. So she basically lives at the hotel for a couple of months. Um, She's booked again for next year, so we'll see her again. Um, But yeah, so she lives with us because she lives um, in a different country. So when she comes to see family, she just stays with us. And it was coming to maybe like the second week before she had to leave, first or second week. And um, she came down to myself and Cinny, who's our guest relations supervisor. And she was like, oh, I'm expecting a package. Can you let me know when it's here? So we were like, yeah, absolutely. We'll take up to the room for you. No issue at all. So we take the package up to the room and she calls us. She goes, I think you've delivered the wrong package. And I was like, no, that's you know it was definitely the one that you ordered um it had your name on it and everything she's like well I ordered some uh pillowcases from M&S but they've delivered me a vase like a flower vase <laughs> <laughs> and we were like okay hmm. right this isn't yeah this is interesting no it definitely was your package I promise you so um yeah, so she ended up getting delivered a vase instead. So we were like, well, do you need us to run out and grab your pillowcases? Because, you know, you're leaving very, very soon. Like, you're packing everything up. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. I'll go get some more. So, um, yeah, she's gone now for the year. But me and Cinny have said that we're going to, next year when she arrives, we're going to put a vase in her room with a card that says, um, dear you know her name um hope you enjoy the pillowcases enjoy your stay chelsea and sydney yeah absolutely but uh, you know that's <laughs> these are the little touches that i the uh, i mean i hope she sees the funny side sounds like she's got that kind of sense of humor anyway but yeah 100 um, yeah, re- percent. you know read read the guest again right that's the the, the thing yeah. you know your guest so but these are the little this is exactly what we're talking about there as well around that you know that, that in that quest for perfection Mm-hmm. That's not even your error, right? That was that was M&S had sent out yeah. the wrong item. Um, yeah. You know, pillowcases and vase, very similar. Travel just as well through the post. Yeah, um, I can understand the confusion, to be honest. It's... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to try to do that next year when she arrives. Nice. So yeah, hopefully she remembers. Fingers crossed anyway. Otherwise, it's yeah. just a very bad joke and she's got and a free pass. <laughs> she'll be straight down to the desk going, what, what is this? I'm insulted by your pillowcase <laughs> joke. Um, but yeah, like I think she's left one of her plants with one of our team. I'm pretty sure if I remember to look after until she comes back next year. So a lot of pressure for them. But yeah, it's just guests like her and, you know. Five star hospitality means having the right people in the right place at the right time. And that's exactly where RotorCloud can help. RotorCloud is the online platform that makes planning rotors, recording attendance, and managing annual leave easy. Its simple drag-and-drop interface lets you create and share rotors with your team in minutes, while our built-in budgeting tools mean you'll know exactly how much you're spending on staffing before sending the rotor out. RotorCloud also makes life easier for your staff, allowing them to check their rotors, request time off, and pick up extra shifts, all through the RotorCloud mobile app. 
Start your 30-day free trial today by visiting rotacloud.com forward slash Phil and find out how much easier managing your team can be. For us, we deal with a lot of like um, proposals quite quite regularly. So, you know, it's it's an absolute honor being some of the first people to congratulate these these newly proposed or engaged couples and mm. like we get guests I had one guest come in and I did that whole check-in and everything and I was taking her up to the car in the buggy to grab some bags out and I was like oh so are we celebrating anything or are we just having a bit of a night away like baby moon because she was pregnant as well and she was like oh no we just got engaged like three hours ago we haven't told anyone you're the first person to know and oh, I was cool. like I was like, I was like, congratulations. So I got like a little card and a plate put in their room and um, they actually wrote me a card to say thank you. Mm. So it really sort of just makes you think that, you know, no matter how big the gesture is you do for a guest, it really can have the biggest impact on them and their stay. Yeah. Um, And like for us, we get to see so many firsts like engagements like weddings we get a lot of weddings so yeah it's kind of like an honor to be a part of that that process of them them doing that so yeah well that's and that's exactly what hospitality is there for right it's to give these people the greatest experience that they can have in these wonderful moments um of their life and we've already spoken about other wonderful moments like you know, going out on a Friday night and getting battered. Um, but uh, I'm glad you mentioned uh, proposals, actually, because uh, sometimes they don't always go quite according to plan, do they? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> do they this not? Is, this was another story that you that you wrote on your notes. Um, oh, did I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if we want to include it, though, because it's um, it, it, it was uh, something where you nearly put your foot in it. Um, oh, okay. So... It was um, oh, it, another one of those lessons. You just got to be really careful. Yeah. So we had a guest come but you in. Can't, you can't get these lessons without living the experience, though, can you? That's the, oh, that's you, the never, thing. you can never be prepared for, for this. So the guest came to check in and it said on their booking that they just got engaged. Right. Um, so <laughs> it was obviously all over the, the booking notes when they come to check in big congrats to the to you know to the guests just got engaged so it like comes up when you open their booking it's the first thing you see is big congrats so they came to check in with me and I was like they said you know Mr and Mrs Smith checking in I was like awesome take a seat I was like oh and we've got a big congratulations as well and they were like no <laughs> they're like sorry I was like a big congratulations we're celebrating uh, and they were like, no, sorry, no, I don't know what you're on about. Like, the girl was looking at me like I I speak in a different language. I was like, what? okay. He was giving me the eyes of, like, what are you doing? So I right. was just, like, in my head, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to play this off. Uh, so I was like, oh, it's a birthday, isn't it? Oh, happy birthday. Congrats. And she's like, no, it's not my birthday. And I was like, oh, I'm so oh. sorry. We must have you mixed up with another room. I do apologize. I was like, oh my gosh. And apparently he hadn't proposed yet. He changed his mind and just didn't let anyone know. Well, there's lessons yeah. to any guests out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, 
communication <laughs> is the cornerstone of success in anything. I know. Um, let alone uh, delivering experiences to to them. I know. So now any guest that comes in, if it says um, have just got engaged, they probably think I'm the weirdest person checking them in because I'm just looking at their hands for at least three minutes before <laughs> I say anything. Like I will not say anything. If I don't see a ring, I'm not saying anything. Yeah. It would take a, an unbelievable set of circumstances for, for them not to be displaying the ring at every juncture, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. you know, uh, they've just, I don't know, they just broke a finger or something would be maybe one of the only circumstances that would happen yeah. where they wouldn't be displaying it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And you can't exactly add, can I check your hands into the checking process? No. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't add oh. a hand check into the checking process. Bring it up at the next team meeting. Uh, oh. <laughs> Uh, so brilliant. yeah but but these are these are the stories that i that i love to hear because the you know this is real life this is the the, the real things that happen and you can as mm-hmm. discussed you can't get everything right you try your level best mm-hmm. and what hope do you have if the guest has not informed you that that information is incorrect you know um yeah. but you you also i suppose you you learn to move forward a bit more tentatively uh with these things yeah um, definitely tentatively yeah <laughs> Like I think I last time I checked in someone who was engaged, I was like, I was like looking over the top of the uh, the, the computer, very sure. I was like, so can I go? Up? Um, I just need to check a few details with you first. Uh, yeah. I saw the ring. Oh, I was what's like, what's that on oh, your hand? Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. I just had to check the hand for a ring first before I said anything. Luckily, they found it very very funny. Yeah. <laughs> so. well- but now you've got a story to explain why, right, as well. Yeah. So uh, this is the reason why this is now my procedure for yeah. checking your hands before you check in. Yeah, exactly. So, right. you know, lessons learned in the sense of check for rings before we say anything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So how long have you been at Penny Hill now? Um, I have been at Penny Hill one year and four months. Right, so, okay. And yeah. Yeah, so now I suppose we get into the AICR section of the show, uh, mm-hmm. which is we've never done before. There's never been an AICR section of the show. Wow. But um, <laughs> how did uh, normally what happens in these circumstances, and your story might be completely different, is mm-hmm. that you don't put yourself forward for competitions like this. Somebody else puts you forward for it. So how did it happen in your case? So... I wasn't actually aware until after they'd made their decision. So it was my front of house manager and obviously Rachel, our rooms division manager. So Jay's my front of house manager. Um, so when it was coming close to the time, obviously they had a discussion on who they want to put forward. Um, and obviously it ended up being myself. Then they sat down with me and they were like, hey, we want to put you forward. Are you okay with it? <laughs> um and I was like yeah absolutely would love to so I was the second we're the second year of putting someone forward so last year it was my colleague Megan and this year it was me so yeah yeah, so it was um really Jay who wanted to put me forward and then it was I think Rachel was the the yeah absolutely fine because she's part of the AICR so she was the one who would be filling out all the forms and everything so um yeah, and then it went off to our general manager to be approved um, after I'd said yes, and I, that was terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Did you have to sit in front of him at that point and explain why you are going to win? 
Luckily, no. I think it was Jay <laughs> that went and spoke to him and was like, hey, we want to put Chelsea forward. Um, and luckily he said yes. So, yeah, that was about it from what I, from what my understanding is. But, yeah. Yeah. But uh, well, these are the sliding doors moments, aren't they? If he turns mm-hmm. around and says no, um, yeah. then, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, don't, I know uh, it's Graham, isn't it? I think because you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there's any circumstances where he would have said no. No, no, not at all. He's very, um, he's very much the same of, you know, giving people the best chance that they have. And, you know, if there's an opportunity open, obviously he will, within reason, let you go for it. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very honoured to have been the chosen one. <laughs> oh, bless you. Yeah, well, it was clearly a good decision. Because, <laughs> really? um, uh, well, spoiler alert, you won. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, describe the process because, I, I, honestly speaking, I'm not familiar with it myself. So, uh, for I, I can't, I can't be the only one out there who do, who doesn't, who's not aware of that. So, yeah, talk us through what you have to go through, the ordeal. That you have to endure <laughs> the ordeal. What it felt like was six weeks intensive camp, but in reality, it was. Um, I had to for our first submission, we had to do a seven minute video um, answering seven questions. Uh, please don't ask me what the questions are. I have no. no that's idea. fine. That's fine. I, I don't want. I don't want to give anybody a heads up that might be contemplating a, a um, entering it this year as well. Although maybe the questions change every year. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's completely. I think last year they did a five minute video, and then this year it was a seven minute video. Right. Um, so yeah, I had to submit a video doing that. Um, I'm very lucky. So James, our guest relations manager, he does like photography and video- videography on the side. So he really helped me with the filming of it all. So were you and, like walking whimsically through the grounds of Penny Hill as you were giving your answers and he pretty was going... much. <laughs> right. Well, why not, pretty right? Use, use the grounds that you've got. <clears throat> exactly. And I, I'd said to Rachel at the start, and Jay as well. I was like, do you know what? Look, this is my one and only chance, possibly, to ever submit this video. So I'm gonna just gonna make it as fun, you know, showing off as much of the hotel as possible, you know. Yeah. So there was one part where it was describe a cocktail uh, that relates to your hotel, something along the lines of that. And at the end of it, Rachel gave me the idea. She was like, at the end, you should go take a sip and go, oh, and it tastes good too when you're describing it. (laughs) And then one part, my supervisor, Rebecca, uh, we were on the golf buggy in the grounds filming a bit. And there's one part where I I go to look like I'm reversing on it and just drive straight forward. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a little bit like that. And, you know, the whole team had, you know, little bits of input in it. But yeah, it was very fun to film. So that was the first part. Um, and then this year we had semi-finals, which I think is the first time they've done semi-finals. Right. So semi-finals, we had to do a 10 minute presentation advocating for uh, year 13s to why they should join front office uh, is the scenario. And we had to do that in front of a panel of five judges over Zoom. How did you find that? Oh, <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> I had so many technical difficulties. Oh, really? <laughs> so many. I, by the end of it, I was like, I was you like, no. Shot. Yeah. I was like, it's like bad omen. Like everything just went wrong. So firstly, I've been practicing the day before and I left my laptop charger at work. Okay, good start. So yep. 
great start. So I was running around the house. My sister was running around the house. We we're trying to find a charger. Eventually we found a charger. Great. Get set up, get logged into the call, say hi to everyone, do our greetings. And then he go, uh, Dean goes, if you want, uh, if you have a presentation, just press the button at the top and you can share your screen. So I click on that. It kicks me out of the call. <laughs> so then I have to then log back into the call, click back onto the share screen. Again, kicks me out. So then Dean is calling Rachel going, hey, it's not working. <laughs> can you get yeah, her to send it out. to me? <laughs> That's it. She's done. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. So Dean's calling Rachel, uh, going, can you get her to email it to me and I'll show it on the screen. So I email it over to him. I go back in the call. I'm like, right, third time's the charm. It'll be great. So he's obviously sharing it on his screen, but I'm doing the presentation. And obviously when you're rehearsing, you rehearse with all of your like side transitions. Uh, Cause we only had 10 minutes to do it. So I was timing it on certain transitions and everything. And I didn't have any of that. So you just had it up on the screen and then was clicking through the slides. Right. All of that was gone out the window. And then after every slide, I was having to go, okay, next slide, please. Oh, no, not that line. <laughs> oh, you just triggered me. Oh. Yeah. After every slide, I had to go, okay, next slide, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> And then, yes, did that. I think they gave me a little bit of mercy. I think I went maybe a couple seconds over. Uh, but I think they gave me a little bit of mercy of the uh, having to ask for the next slide and waiting for the the uh, sort of the video to catch up yeah. with it being on the next slide. So, yeah, I did that. And then I thought at the end, I was like, do you know, I'm just going to have to hit them with something. So they were like, oh, do you have any questions? Bear in mind, they're all sort of like CEOs, general managers, industry yeah. leaders essentially yeah is anybody um, smiling at this point or are they, are they being like really that was the worst part they were pretty much straight face all of them they did right. so well straight face the entire time and in my head i was thinking right we've got to do something here chelsea yeah. <laughs> got to bring the tone up a little bit so um yes they asked if i had any questions and i just went yeah if you guys have got any jobs going in management let me know <laughs> I was like, do you know what? If you don't ask, you don't get. No, it did. Uh, yeah. So luckily, they all started laughing at that point. Right. Yeah, I've got them finally after 10 minutes of hell. <laughs> so I was like, I just have to leave it on a little bit of a laugh. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I think they had 17 presentations to listen to. Or oh, something wow. Like right, that yeah. Over the whole day. So I was like, they're probably, I'm midway through. They're probably exhausted at this point. We've got to make them laugh a little bit. So we left them on that end of the day all good and done and then we got into the finals so then we went up to london dorchester so me and jay my front of house manager went up there and my time slot was three o'clock we got there for 12 because we're overachievers well and also with the trains <laughs> these days probably oh, probably a, a good strategy yeah i was pretty panicking on on the way up and uh Yes, yeah, so we did the finals and the finals was we had a 10 minute Q&A. I think they asked about five questions. Uh, again, there was five, five judges there. Uh, five? Four? Oh my goodness. The whole thing, I think it yeah, was just well, completely so gone. <laughs> I think I've just blocked it all out to be honest with you, the amount of stress. Uh, but there was a panel of judges and we had to answer five questions or so. Uh, we had ten, uh, 15 minutes to do that. 
and then we had to do a 10 minute role play yeah they're so we always had a, fun they're so fun <laughs> <laughs> so we had to do that we were given a scenario we were given the scenario beforehand so you can only you can prepare so much but you know at the end of the day it's you really just gotta let instinct take over yeah on on how you deal with it and I was there the worst part it was so much fun I will say it was so much fun but for me the the cringiest part was I was having to check to see if a room was ready and I was having to use my invisible laptop to like type (laughs) on the computer so I was there just typing on an invisible laptop going yep yeah yeah the room will be ready in 40 minutes for you sir (laughs) you should have said uh no it's not uh (laughs) Would you like uh, a drink in the bar while uh, while we wait? Um... <laughs> so yeah, so that that was it. Was very fun. It was yeah, it was very surreal. It's one of those moments where um, I think I was so nervous. I was like shaking beforehand, so nervous. Mm. And then I think once I got into the room, my brain just went nope, work mode, and it was fine. Oh, well, that's good. I thought you were yeah. going to say once I got into the room, brain went, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Although I do think there was one moment, it was after the Q&A had finished and we were going into the role play, I was stood at the, the check-in desk, which was two glass tables, and um, I just went, oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> 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 and I was like, oh my God, I just have to get it out. <laughs> they found that, I'm glad they found that funny, because in the moment I was like, oh. <laughs> terrified. <laughs> Yeah. yeah well do you know what this, this is i love every second of this because one you you've totally personalized this like everybody's <laughs> journey through this would be completely different right but I, I maybe no, half the battle of this is is uh it's not it's not about the stuff that you're asked to do it's about your response to the, th- mm-hmm. the things that happen which yeah. is exactly what the role of a of being a, a an excellent receptionist is right you know you had all the technical issues and yet you mm-hmm. still fought through them to to deliver what you did and then yeah. exhibited a bit of personality at the end with your your little joke uh, yeah. as well. Maybe it wasn't a joke. I don't know. Maybe you were, there was an, I don't know. A, a tinge of seriousness. You haven't emailed me. I yeah. am still waiting I, on the oh, emails. Really? Okay. Right. Maybe they want to see how you get on in the next in the phase. Yeah, in the next phase. But um, yeah, I, I mean, wow. I, and also, I suppose it's just, it's putting you into situation after situation which is testing you right which is exactly yeah. the point mm-hmm. um uh, to uh, to see how you respond and uh, you know 100%. when your comfort zone is stretched yeah a hundred percent like me going back working you know finishing my 4am shift in the pub never thought that I would be UK's best receptionist yeah. <laughs> you know it's just crazy to say and I wouldn't you know it's such an opportunity and it's it's definitely, definitely pushed me out of my comfort zones, but it's definitely expanded them. So it's not so much anymore. Yeah, but, um, but well, that's just as well because you're not finished yet. No, not oh, yeah. finished quite Sorry, yet. Unless you hadn't thought about that already, but um, <laughs> because yeah, what now that you've won the UK's best, mm-hmm. what happens next? So, he says as if he doesn't know. <laughs> you're going to correct me on something in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, uh, no, so next is um, I go to France, Nice in February, and I will be competing for world's best receptionist. So it's the David Campbell Trophy is what I'm right. going for next. So I'll be competing against other countries. So I'll be going as a representative for the UK 
um, against all these other com- com- uh, countries. Um, yeah, I don't know too much about it at the moment. We're still waiting on sort of what the next stages the are. I do the brief of what's what's to come. Um, but I do know I've got a two minute video that I need to film fairly soon as right. sort of for their marketing. But apart from that, very sort of in the dark. So right. yeah, it should be fun. If well, anything, I, it's a holday in Nice. <laughs> yeah, worst case scenario, I worst get to see Nice. Scenario, I get to go see Nice. <laughs> yeah, there are worse places going. to see as well, for sure. Um, <laughs> but but I tell you, lovely time of the year to uh, do your video with the. I'm assuming that uh, at the festive time, Penny Hill looks amazing. Oh, it's um, beautiful. Get some yeah. fest- festive shots in there with your your guy yeah. who's got the skills. Yeah, we'll get James to get some good shots of uh, of the hotel. But yeah, it's beautiful. I think we're going into phase two of decorations very soon. So uh, hopefully, I know last. Yeah, so we had phase one, and then we've just finished. We have this bank. They book out the entire hotel for exclusive use for about four days. Exclusive um, use. I see what you did there. Ex- yeah, yeah. Exclusive yeah, use. It's a good yeah, play yeah. on words. <laughs> but yeah, so it's one of the ones where no one can come into the hotel unless they're part of this company. So right. yeah, it's fully just them. Um, they like it Christmassy, but not too Christmassy. So we hold back on some of the decorations and we do phase two after they leave. And right. I know um, Sarah Franklin, our head chef, or no, sorry, executive chef, I believe. Sorry, Sarah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and I... Last year, they we've got a doorway into our bar, and she completely turned it into a gingerbread house. So oh, wow. the walls were lined with gingerbread, goodness, like fresh gingerbread. So you, when you came in, it, it instantly smelled of uh, of Christmas. So yeah. hopefully they do that this year. But yeah, waiting on phase two, so we got to film the video, and then I think there's going to be a, a tussle over who comes with me from the hotel. So we'll find out. Not yeah. too sure yet. Yeah, but yeah, a fight to the death, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, who's coming to Nice? <laughs> but also, you know, a, a wonderful, wonderful experience for you, no question, uh, mm-hmm. whatever happens, right? I mean, oh, yeah. just the, the experience to, to be involved in that is going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a wonderful exposure for, for the UK tourism scene as well, I think. Um, and specifically, I think that just the great work that you guys do with an exclusive i'm a big fan always have been uh danny's a friend of the show um yeah. if you're listening i'm sure you'll be listening thanks for uh coming on the show that time danny um <laughs> and yeah I, you know I, I think what you do there from the outside looking in is exactly what hospitality should be so yeah. I, for me i can't think of any brand that would represent the the uk better but i certainly haven't spoken to you now for the best part of an hour i, yeah. I mean you're you're everything that's wonderful about this industry because your your story does not conform to a rigid way of how you get somewhere you're mm. uh you're you've let your personality do the work for you to get to where you are and now that you've arrived you're you're backing that up with growth and um you know through through setting your these little challenges that seem to be uh, happening yeah. for you so you know the world is the, your oyster in this industry and you're kind of you're you're walking that right now yeah it's, and I sound and like this your is dad. only the start <laughs> <laughs> thanks dad yeah no worries <laughs> no this really is just uh really is just the start 
you know I've been in hospitality for seven years and this is just the beginning of uh of what's to come next and I'm just very very excited there's no plans for the future I'm just sort of seeing seeing where it takes me I'm very excited for that so we'll yeah, see I think that's a that's a good message in itself, though, because I think a, a lot of the time the plan can get in the way of mm-hmm. actually just taking what's in front of you. Um, yeah. And the plan will come. There's yeah. no question about that. Um, and at yeah. the moment, you know, you're you're in a great place. You think I, I believe you're surrounded by great people uh, as well who will always have your back and will always look after you and give you the opportunities to shine. Definitely. So, um, yeah, I'm just writing your marketing plan for you now, Danny, as well. Um <laughs> But um, but I genuinely mean it. I mean, I, I have my tongue in my 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 uh, mouth when I say that. But I genuinely think that your your message there is great because why be in a hurry, right? You're yeah. you're in a place you like to be. You're doing a role that you clearly engage with, and yeah, everything else will sort itself out in the fullness of time. Yeah, I think um, I think people's I'm victim to it myself. Forget that you do actually have time to sort of learn, figure out, you don't need to know what, what you want to do. You can just figure it as you go along. You know, yeah. I want to move up to kick Jay off and go front of house manager or Rachel rooms division managers, you know, the goals, but you know, years from now I might find, you know, what, love housekeeping. And then it just takes me off on a different trail. Yeah. So you just, I think you just got the most important thing for us you just got to be open. Don't go in with, you know, what are these called? The deer, blinkers, the horse blinkers. blinkers. Yeah. Gonna call them horse masks. Horse masks. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's better, frankly. We, right, the hashtag horse masks is going on the, uh, the marketing. <laughs> Again, oh, geez, it might not be at work, but I've learned something new. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> blinkers. Yeah. Don't put your blinkers on. Yeah. <laughs> Take your horse mask off. Oh God! Uh, what are you doing to me? Um, yes, uh, where were we? what were we talking about? Uh, how did you get into hospitality in the first place? No, I think we've, we've covered that. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Of course, you're right. Uh, yeah, whatever. I, I, yeah, <laughs> we've reached that stage of the conversation, uh, I think. But um, no, look, I, I wish you. And I'm sure anybody listening to this will wish you all the very best to, uh, in, in the next phase of the competition as well. I'll be keeping a, 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 my beady eyes on your progress. And I, I, yeah, I hope you come away with what you want from, from the trip, whatever that might be, even if it's, if it's not the, the golden ticket. But you'll get it. You'll get it. I know. I'm hoping so. I'm going in with a very positive attitude about it and not sort of letting the stress overshadow the uh the actual experience itself so yeah you have to remember to enjoy the moment yeah be in the moment is uh the most important part for this stage so yeah yeah very but it's a lot of pressure you know uk well all eyes will be on you as well right <laughs> everybody will like oh she's one of she okay what's yeah. she got then go on then yeah 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 i feel like yeah. i was judging my check-in process now <laughs> <laughs> yeah indeed uh, oh didn't check the hands did you yeah. <laughs> on that one <laughs> oh dear me right uh, i think that's it i think um yeah you've gotten through see another experience ticked off another in terms experience of, yeah I, look i thank you so much for coming on the show it's been a, an absolute joy from start to finish thank to you have for you. having me and yeah wish you well 
into 2024 and uh yeah maybe we'll get you back on if you come away with the uh the big trophy well i've got to win it now <laughs> indeed absolutely there you go that's the incentive you needed and you that's didn't the know. incentive <laughs> yeah absolutely but just make sure you leave your horse mask at home okay we'll leave it at home yeah <laughs> not the blinkers the blinkers are coming with me very good yeah <laughs> nice one thanks so much chelsea thank you very much take care And there we have it. What a fabulous guest Chelsea was, a riot from start to finish, and she's forging herself a cracking career as well. That's the last show ahead of Christmas, so all that remains for me to say is have yourselves a merry little Christmas, and we'll be back again on the 27th with another awesome story from hospitality. We'll see you then.